you having fun just staring from across the room you've got to stretch your stuff and i'll show you just what to do now you gotta dance gotta make your advance you gotta show you've got the guts i gotta move that'll make them swoop and it's called the two-step strut now dance with me Coming soon to a theater near you, it's The Equalizers, a weekly podcast where two idiots drop a cinema sibling in the lap of a perfectly content solo film. My name is Mike Noll, and I am joined, as always, by the sequel to my prequel, Madison Jones. Madison Jones, are you in good form? Can you say podcast? Say it. Say podcast. Great! <laughs> <laughs> I want to, I want to see how long you let it go. I mean, it's not a pot, it's not a bit drought, but you probably beat that record. Can you say surprisingly funny movie? Yeah. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am great. All right. Well, if it's not obvious already from the title, we are doing a sequel to Dora and the Lost City of Gold. I actually watched this a week or two ago uh, for the first time with friend of the show and Avenger Jackson Eflin. Uh, we were just watching movies and they said, hey, do you want to watch Dora? Like, because it's here. And I said, yeah, fuck it. Let's watch it. And what happened was an hour and 40 minutes of both of us being increasingly baffled. Uh, and this is at like... Ten- God! <laughs> this is at like 10 p.m. when I was... When I was, like, on a bunch of pain meds for a thing, and we were already kind of drunk. So it was, like, the perfect time to watch this movie. <laughs> Jackson, do you want me to cut the part where you just submitted on a podcast you were mixing pills and alcohol? <laughs> You're right. Um, it was, like, Tylenol, so it's fine. I, I, um, I am a cop, so. If you can't recognize the voice, we are joined today by the aforementioned Avenger and friend of the show, Jackson Eflin, uh, who's letting me record at their house. Uh so I got him on the episode here. We saw Dora together, so it also felt right to have them here for this because Jackson was here for the first time we saw it and also the person who yelled at about the halfway point, who is this for? <laughs> Mike, uh, Mike put me in a box and took me to South America to record Dora the Explorer 2. <laughs> We're still in the box. <laughs> I thought the audio was kind of weird. I fucking love this film. <laughs> it was really good, wasn't it? <laughs> I was so surprised, and I, I completely get the, who is this for, like, and I think it is clearly not for, like, children now. It is for anyone, anyone who watched Dora the Explorer when they were younger, I think, because everything... And creepy old men, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, everything's an end joke. Everything is sort of like, have you seen Baywatch? The new Baywatch movie with The Rock? Yes. Yeah. Very yeah. like that. Ooh, also surprisingly good. Also surprisingly good. Surprisingly sort of meta um, and everything. Um, also reminds me of like the Brady Bunch movies. Um, you know, like the kind of parody yeah. ones. A lot of the tomatoes that I didn't use did reference the Brady Bunch film as a part of the vibe of this. Yeah. I did a double feature of... Um... Uh, the Baywatch movie and Moonlight at the same time. That was a really fun time. <laughs> I thought you were going to say... I thought you were going to say... No, we didn't watch Whiplash. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to say um, this and Baywatch, which also, <laughs> what a combo. Honestly, same energy. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how to describe it. Like, basically, she is the cartoon character Dora the Explorer in a regular setting. Yeah, like, no one else is a cartoon, just her. Just her. And I guess also the animals? 
to be clear, nobody in this was a cartoon. It is the cartoon version, like, of Dora. Well, not At one point, everyone was a cartoon. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, I was getting to that. I mean, as a whole, it is the character of Cartoon Dora in the real world, not a Roger Rabbit kind of thing of, she's animated, everybody else is live action. It'd be like taking Tim Curry from Muppet Treasure Island and putting him directly into a, a Law & Order episode. The parallel is exact. <laughs> There was a point where everybody got high on some flowers and turned into animation, and one man then proceeded to get naked and run into the woods. Yeah. Was this before or after the quicksand scene where scorpions had sex on his head? After. After, that was after. after the scorpions had sex on his head. Yeah, let's talk about that. Where everyone's, <laughs> everyone is, like, sinking in quicksand, uh, all four of the kids, like, Bedora's like, oh, hey, like, just balance your body weight and then crawl out, um, and everyone does it except the adult, and... As he's sinking, like, it looks like he's going to fall through. They decided to add this extra bit where these scorpions come and crawl on his head. And initially, Dora's like, ooh, it's another male. They're going to fight. And then it's like, oh, wait, they're not fighting. They're having sex on your head, dude. And then he then he presumably dies until the next scene. (laughs) Yeah, where it turns out he was he happened to sink in the one spot where there was a hole beneath him that they could pull him out of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I told a um, friend of the show, Alex Greyhawk, when I came over here about this, it really feels like, because there's like three or four writers on this, and it really feels like one person was commissioned to write a straight Door the Explorer film. Somebody else was given that script and told to do rewrites to make it funnier. Somebody was given that script and told to do rewrites. Okay, now make her like 15. Like, it just feels like every person was given the script with a different brief of how to make this movie. And it worked for me. Like, I thought it was pretty funny. It worked for me. I think, like, to me, Mm -hmm. it seems like they knew what they were doing somewhat, like, in that, Mm -hmm. like, as far as all the comedic bits, it's spot on. I laughed out loud, like, a hearty laugh, like, a number of times, Mm -hmm. especially towards the beginning of the movie. Oh, yeah. (laughs) There's a very good bit where Dora calls her food delicioso. She turns directly to the camera and says, can you say delicioso? And we cut to Michael Pena trying to figure out who she's talking to. That's amazing. (laughs) And then he, and then he says delicioso, like, like, a, as if like it like took over his body. <laughs> <laughs> this is also after Eva Longoria, who plays her mom, looks concerned and he looks at her and gets sugar out of it. And then they talk for about two minutes and then he whips around and yells into thin air, delicioso! <laughs> like there's a ghost that's waiting for him to say this or whatever. Like, so good. It is wild. It is. Speaking of Michael Pena, can we talk about his five minute <laughs> uh, EDM beatboxing scene? Oh yeah, that was perfect. <laughs> Which... <laughs> Which honestly is in exactly the same vein for me as Paul from Christian Mingle trying to eat sushi for like two full minutes. Okay. It is a very similar beat. I told Jackson, it really feels like Michael Pena said, I will be in this movie. I get to do EDM beatboxing for three full minutes and you can't cut out any of it. I, I was really disappointed that they didn't capitalize on that. Like later at one of the dance scenes, I wanted one of those that I wanted that, that exact like like every beat that he was doing beatboxing be the song. It didn't happen, though. Well, before we get to our bits, we do need to talk about the very creepy incest vibe. Incest vibe? You didn't... Because Jackson and I were watching this, and we were talking about how, like, it really feels like Diego and Dora have a love story, even though they're, like, cousins. Uh, I don't know. I, I didn't feel it as much. I felt like they were very just very close, but... 
it, I don't know, in the in the room when we were watching it, it was very much like you're not doing a good job of the romance subplot with the the whatever a t- or type A girl, yeah, Randy and Sammy, yeah, and that leaves Dora and Diego, and the number of scenes they had together and heartfelt scenes, it was kind of like, what are you doing? Who do you want me to ship? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just because like. They were cousins, and she's basically his, or he's basically the only friend that she has, if you could call him that at that point in her life. Friends? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't feel it. Uh, I thought it was, like, a little more uh, familial. the eyebrows translating to audio? (laughs) Yeah. um, If you can't, um, we're going to turn it up really loud, but so people can hear your eyebrows, like, like... Nobody can hear that, Mike. He's getting closer to the <laughs> he's getting closer to the mic and like raising his eyebrows a lot. We'll see. Leave that part in the edit, and we'll see if anybody can hear. Okay. Us. Tweet at us at the equalizers if you can hear it, and I will tweet you back an apology. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, I didn't feel it, but I can totally see where that's coming from because there were a lot of tender moments between them. Oh, speaking of bits and opinions, uh, you like this movie, and I like this movie. I may not surprise you to learn other people had uh, opinions about this movie. That's right, gang. Can you say Daddy's Tomatoes? Daddy's Tomatoes! Tomatoes. (laughs) 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 Uh, The search review comes from Martin P., who gave this two stars. This really feels like another scary movie. Into review. Now, scary movie is capitalized, so it means the genre, or the, the franchise. Oh, scary. like with Anna Faris and correct the Waynes. Were they in, the Waynes? Were they in scary movie? I think so. Or were they? I don't buy it. I feel like the scary movies don't have the same kind of like heart that this movie did. Yeah, and the scary movies are generally more like, hey, here's a bit from uh, this horror movie and that horror movie and another horror movie that they just kind of cobble together in a loose plot. They're also like gratuitous, like. Which part of the scorpions having sex on a man's head as he sinks into quicksand wasn't gratuitous for you? Or them getting high on flowers and that same animated man getting naked and running into the woods screaming, I'm free. Okay, everything about that guy was fucking weird. He had like five death scenes. (laughs) Uh, Alejandro. um, Alejandro, Return of the King. Uh, Our next review comes from John R., who gave us three and a half stars. Charming, subversive, funny. End of review. My, uh, my favorite subversive part of this movie was when Dora hacks um, into the World Banks and cancels all the student debt. Yeah. What was your favorite subversive part? That, we're not doing that. Don't write that idea. <laughs> we're not doing that in the sequel. Uh, no, I think my favorite subversive part was when the, at the 11th hour, magic became real and an asset goddess showed up to fix the plot. Um, my favorite submersive part was when uh, Michael Pena was doing a Mark Ruffalo cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> he looked exactly he's, he, he's waiting for mark he, he looked like mark ruffalo right like I, I, maybe it's just like the facial hair or hairstyle like but i thought he was doing like he looked a lot like mark ruffalo i have two uh theories about that one he's really going gunning for that columbo throne because people have been trying to get talking about playing having mark ruffalo play columbo Two, he's laying the groundwork for when mark ruffalo does something bad and problematic and they have to recast the hulk He's like, here's my resume. Yeah. All right. Well, that was a rousing success of a joke. Moving on <laughs> to... Uh, <laughs> moving on to Karen S., who gave this two stars. 
This movie was adequate. Boots disturbed me deeply throughout the movie. Every time they said the name Dora, it became incredibly surreal for me to realize that I, a 24-year-old woman, was watching Dora the Explorer for fun. I worked 60 hours a week, and I spent my spare time watching a young adult swing from trees to save the day. I honestly didn't understand much of this, and it felt like a giant acid trip, but I would recommend it. Why? Because seeing Dora as a high schooler made me really feel my age, and I think that everybody deserves to feel as old as they really are. And there's about 11 exclamation points at the end of that sentence. End of review. Oh, that was too real. Yeah. Point, point of order. I was okay with Boots. I was not okay with Swiper. I was not... <laughs> that was fucking weird, right? Swiper, who showed up in the weird imagination dream that she and Dago had as children, and was then somehow birthed into the world, which makes me believe that Swiper is actually a tulpa. <laughs> I'll allow it. Oh. Which that was a note I wrote down for a sequel idea, but... There's a bit where Sammy, the kind of type A character, is like, I was just kidnapped and chased by bad guys and a fox with a mask. Everyone saw that, right? Like, why does that fox need to remain anonymous? Who is going to recognize one specific fox? I, I like that idea. I like of, like, Boots and Swiper are her tulpas. I, I think that's a really interesting theory because... I think, like, everyone in, like, the movie kind of thinks Dora's a little out of it a little bit. I think they try to play it off as, like, oh, she's just lived in the jungle for years, you know? Like, it, she just doesn't know how to interact with other people. Um, but then it's kind of, like, beyond that. Do you know, <laughs> do you know who voiced Swiper? Uh, Benicio Del Toro. Yeah, which is fucking wild. Yeah. All right, we have one more review. Uh, this reviewer did not include a name, but they gave us half a star. I saw this with my best friend, Josh. <laughs> he started to sing (laughs) I saw this with my best friend Josh he started to sing the theme song so loud that he brought his mini DVD and started watching Dora the animated TV show he then laughed at inappropriate times and continued to act like this was a superhero movie he was a distraction and the security eventually kicked him out and I left the theater end of review (laughs) oh my god I stopped looking for tomatoes after that one. I was, there's no, nothing's going to beat that one. I love when they don't review the movie. They're weird things that the movie. I mean, Hackers was just a bunch of people apparently posting <laughs> ha- like ads for Hackers. And the- Still blows my mind. Anyway, that's the end of the tomatoes. As far as like recreating like moments from the show Dora the Explorer, I think they did a really good job of like framing them. The timing of all her little mm-hmm. bits in the show were like done really well in the movie, I think. So I'd never seen Dora the Explorer. Like I've never seen like, the either. actual show. So I can see things were like I can tell this is supposed to be from the show because pop culture, but I don't know how much I missed of that. So I wonder if it would was a better movie having seen the show or not. I would say so, because like I said, I think because I I've seen uh I've seen the show before um in college actually my one of my roommates watched it very regularly he watched it before his Spanish class and I don't know okay, sure. I, I don't think it really helped him study I think it just had helped him get in the mood get in the zone yeah so I've yeah I I'd say from the timing um of like all the jokes of like her waiting a while for like someone to respond when she says delicioso to like. Mm-hmm. the boots thing and her backpack talking and shit like that like it was pretty spot on uh do you have any of the your new headlines bit madison that we saw i don't know i don't or... have time for it okay all right well i have one new bit i want to introduce this is the only time we're going to um play any potential theme music because this bit's going to be ongoing 
The official title that I put into Google Translate was Mike puts all the movies we've done into Google Translate a bunch of times for comedy and you guess them. Got it. Okay. Um, having then put the title that through there, I came up with the new official title, which is click here to sign into the Google video guide. You can see the picture here. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to... But I'm going to call it one that came up about halfway through in the way that Google Translate pronounced the sentence cracked me up, which is you can see the photo. (laughs) Just the way she says photo, I just laughed at that. So that's the official title that we're going to use going forward is you can see the photo. You can see the photo. Uh, So just from now on, every so often in an episode, I'm just going to throw out an example like, uh, hey, Madison, which of our movies do you think Hummer 2 was? Hummer 2? Mm-hmm. Trolls too. That was the lobster too. The lobster too. Is that like a is that like a like a British slang or something for like a lobster or is that how do we know why it did it? Okay, hey uh, Jackson, which of our movies do you think Innocent Evil Two colon Eyes was? Oh, Christian Mingle Two. Oh, dang. I'm sorry, that was that was Invisible Dad Two <laughs> colon The Clone Wars. <laughs> oh. <laughs> How did Clone Wars get turned into eyes? I mean, look, I put it through Yiddish, Urdu, Hebrew, Bulgarian. I mean, I ran it through a gauntlet. There's no way of knowing. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we're not going to go through too many more. Every so often here, we may do another one or two today, but just throughout the episodes, I'm going to be throwing those out. Okay. That's a new bit. You can see the photo. You can see the photo. You can see the photo. That's the way she said it. You can see the photo. Can you say, you can see the photo? No. All right, let me get a timer going here, and we will begin. All right, our time starts now. Jackson, did you have any ideas for this? I should have had a question before I start the timer. Do you want this to be a sequel with, like, the same characters, like, carrying on the story, or a more, like, new story in the same kind of vein, but, like, it doesn't require previous knowledge beyond who Dora is? Um, I think a little column A, little column B. Mm. Same characters, but right. it doesn't necessarily have to have knowledge of the first movie. So you don't have to, like, have to like, care about who Alejandro is or the Lost City of Gold or whatever. Right, exactly. Sure, cool. I'd say, like, yeah, I don't think we bring Alejandro back. I think he was a lame villain to begin with. I think we have a new... Absolutely. Um, and he didn't get out of Parapata alive, obviously, I mean... I mean, they were going to keep him there for thousands of years, I guess, but I don't... Something you said earlier made me think of the idea of him being sent backwards in time, taking over, like, whatever that land was back when it was, like, a thriving <laughs> civilization, and then they find his mummy. What what place should she explore this time? I was going to say, like, maybe she gets involved with, like, saving you the rainforest. I was thinking the same thing. She gets involved <laughs> with um, saving the rainforest or something like that. Like, I was thinking, like, mm, sure. maybe there's a super, there's some development uh, company that's going to tear down the part of the forest where her family live right um and that's how she gets to catch wind catches wind of it so she goes back and like is like an eco warrior i i would think maybe she's not living in the jungle anymore i was thinking maybe she decides to green lives in the city maybe she moves to the big city and it's like very different like fish out of water there as well they have a lot of like the urban jungle i do have a note here that just says concrete jungle Mm. uh which is a thing that's new york is called this is in la but um i think it could be interesting to take a lot of the Dora the Explorer adventure kind of tropes and put them in a metropolitan city like LA or New York or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, that could be pretty fun. But she's also trying to save the rainforest, but she, like, she's trying to like get like blackmail on some like evil corporation or whatever. So it's Mission Impossible. Yeah, like it's, it's Mission Impossible starring Dora the Explorer. 
I would love that movie. See, I would think that it needs to be something a little more local, like Central Park or something. Like, oh, sure. Fair uh, not necessarily a jungle per se, but some kind of nature thing that needs saved. Like, I would say a zoo, but I don't think Zora would. Zora, Dora would be in favor of zoos. No. Zoro the Exploro. Oh, Dora becomes Zoro. I thought you were gonna say. I, I thought you said Zora the the explorer, and I'm like the I the race from Dora. from a Zelda. <laughs> it's a crossover. We we're expanding the Nintendo verse that we have going. Yeah, maybe it's like half saving the rainforest, half the concrete jungle. She has to go to the big city because that's where like the firm is that like is in charge or something like the development mm-hmm. company like head maybe. Uh, Maybe she's organizing like a protest or something at that. Like, I think we should definitely try to keep the explorer aspect because that was kind of a big point of the first one sure. was that they're explorers and not like treasure hunters. And so I think there should be something that needs explore. Oh, um, what about like a a town or a theme park or whatever that's been like retaken by nature because it like, closed down 20, Ooh. 30 years ago and now it's like covered in vines and stuff. And there's like... Something there that she's looking for. I'm not sure what that'll be, but Dora explores Chernobyl. Ooh, Jesus! God, that's crazy. She she discovers like ra- when radiation meets nature, and like she has to fight against it or something like that. And that explains where Swiper came from. Yes. Oh my He's god. He's a Chernobyl. He's a Chernobyl product. <laughs> okay, I mean we have to now. I mean that's too good. <laughs> So for some reason, why does okay? So why does she have to go to Chernobyl? And like, what is the reason she's going there? We, this she finds this out. Is she trying to figure out like where Boots came from, or the other animals like him, or um? Yeah, let's say let's make Swiper the main villain of this movie. I think okay, okay, as he should be, uh, as he should be, um, according to Dora Lore or Laura, as uh, um, Laura, Laura. Um, don't engage them. <laughs> um, don't jump in their DeLorean. When, when you give Madison affirmation, we get Madison's liquids. <laughs> yeah, it is the product. Uh, <laughs> uh, the byproduct. Um, yeah, solution. Um, so I like the idea. So going off of this eco-warrior thing, I think this has something to do with nuclear energy and how bad it is for the planet. And that's how mm-hmm. we tied Chernobyl into it. Um, we find out that Chernobyl is a hub where uh, Swiper is trying to engineer more um, more animals like him. <laughs> a Swiper like, core. Like, I think he, like Swiper's trying to like build a nuke. I was going to say, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, and a nuke. He, he's trying to... I was thinking, like, animal-human hybrids like he is. And maybe, like, he has a few cronies. Maybe there's, like, a... There, in, in the Dora show, there were other animal friends, like, uh, that were, like, anthropomorphic. I remember there was, like, a blue cow. They're, uh... They weren't evil, though. I went ahead and stopped our timer since we've pretty much settled on the idea. Okay. Also, Galbertson is the first thing that came to mind for that evil pig. Um, and that should be kind of like the evil spider oh, guy Jesus. from Monster Inc. Oh, yeah. Um, Big Red Chicken. Big Red Chicken. Who imagine being like like Clifford level big? Yeah. Like he's like the kaiju that... Actually, <laughs> yes. Let me, let me, I want to get to this, but I have an idea. I have a, a way we can kind of tie this together. For some reason, the radiation at Chernobyl is like lessening. 
it's like safe for people to go there. And so Dora is like exploration. Oh, no yeah. No one's like been there and like, how about, let's go check it out. It turns out that's how, because for reasons in the plot, Swiper has been absorbing the radiation to build his nuke. And or his experiments. I think experiments are probably better. The idea of Swiper with a nuke is funny, but the idea of like making more hybrid animals is probably better for a narrative. Sure. So he's, but he's absorbing the radiation with some machine so that he can use it to make hybrids. But because he's absorbed enough of it, it's safe for people to go back, and so Dora's going in to explore it. What if, um, what if Swiper is the one who built it, but he's planning to steal it? Um, and like, there's just, there's just some like scientist who built like a radiation absorbing thing, uh, sure. and so he's, he's trying to steal it to make more things like him, and so it's kind of like a race against the swipe. Like they have to like heist it before he does or whatever. Okay, I like gotcha. that. Yeah, I think her and her gang show up, and they but they discover that this is happening there, and they have to stop it. Yeah, like, this was just like a summer trip or whatever, or study abroad or whatever. <laughs> study abroad at Chernobyl. I would say, like, maybe as far as set pieces, like, we could do, um, I think, like, there's obviously, like, the actual Chernobyl, like, park, you know? Chernobyl's in the Ukraine, um, so mm-hmm. maybe, like, if we want to do a big city, like, uh, scene, it could be, like, in Moscow or something, or maybe she could travel the world, like, maybe she goes to Japan first or something like that, um. I think localizing it to like Moscow, either Ukraine, like that area is probably simpler for the plot. So we're not having to like bounce around and create reasons to be in sure. Japan. Right. I mean, we can start out. So are we starting out in LA where she's still living with like Diego and all those? Because I think we get the whole gang yeah. on this one. Yeah. I think they all return. Randy, Diego, and Duffy. Did we ever find out his name? Uh, Randy. Randy. We kept calling the, the schlubby white kid Duffy. Because we couldn't remember his name, and that came up, and then we just didn't care to actually find it out, so we just kept calling him Duffy. Wasn't his thing holding his breath for a long time? Seven minutes, yeah. So how- the fact that he just offered up apropos of nothing in the first act, in, in a way that was never, ever, definitely going to come back ever again. But how's he going to come back in movie two? How's him holding his breath going to come up again? Well, I mean, famously in Chernobyl, didn't they have to like dive into the radiated water to pull the rods or something? Asked and answered. Just like in Mission Impossible 5. Is Swiper doing this on his own? Does he have hum- human like counterparts? Do we think like that's tied to like some sort of like uh, business or something like that? Maybe that's. I mean, we could get Django Fett back, probably. Django Fett. That's the big like Samoan whatever guy, oh. old guy. He played oh. Django Fett in the prequels. He was also Aquaman's dad. I, I like Swiper having like a team of like uh, that guy and maybe like one or two other like animal friends like. I don't know, Big Red Chicken or something. Um, Pirate Pig, Mr. Oatmeal the Bear. <laughs> and like one other person. Who's like a... <laughs> those are real. Those are, I found, those were from the Dora Wiki. Absolutely, we're keeping Pirate Pig in. Um, uh, Oatmeal the Bear apparently is a toy, so I don't know if that'll work. But... Let's bring in one more human, though. I feel like, what's a weird curveball person to throw in there? They cannot be... Sir Ian McKellen. What if we just get Dolph Lundgren? Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, okay. Oh, no, Sir Ian McKellen and Dolph Lundgren. Mm-hmm, there we go. They're brothers. <laughs> Just so I'm clear, Dora is in L.A., and she and her crew decide they're going to go explore the, re- the remains of Chernobyl mm-hmm. because the radiation's mysteriously vanishing, and it's safe for people to go back. While doing this, they stumble upon Swiper, who has a machine that he's using to create more talking animals like himself and like Boots. And he needs the radiation to power it. So what's, what's the ticking clock? Like, 
obviously he's going to make like an army, but is it like world domination? Like what's his plan? What is it? Why are they like stopping this? Because right now nobody's really being hurt. Like the animals are becoming sentient. I think he's but... building like a thief army or something like that. I think it like, it. I, mm-hmm. I don't think it's like, oh, um, nature taking back what's theirs or something like that. Or I don't think it's anything like that. Cause Swiper mm-hmm. seems pretty materialistic and like part of the capitalist machine. You know? Oh, sure. Um, but I mean, um, he... <laughs> sorry. That's a good sentence. And so I think like Swiper is, um, trying to build some sort of, um, like a thief empire. So like, it's not like, even if he succeeds, like they could still deal with the thief. There'd be so many to deal with it, like they'd be overrun. Yeah, or maybe it's like just a, like a team of sort of like mutated animals that are going to act on the interest of whatever the human company is, or something like that. Like, um, whatever those interests may be. Like, I see. Uh, maybe it's more nuclear energy, or maybe it's the rainforest thing, or maybe it's like oil or something like that. But I mean. Like, what if the other talking animals, like, there's starting to be a thing, and there's, like, conversations about, like, talking animal rights in, in, in the court, and they're, like, if, if Swiper, ma- if, if Swiper makes his, his evil army, it'll be bad press, and then they, like, Aaron the Elephant, who's kind of, like, spokesperson for this, won't have rights, and so they're trying to, like, it's kind of like, a, like, X-Men versus oh, X-Men, no. or, like, X-Men versus Brotherhood of Evil yeah. Means kind of thing. Fuck. If we if we follow this thread, talking animals will be the mutants of the ECU. Exactly. Yeah, and then there's this one pig named Napoleon and this other one named Snowball that are at odds. Um. All right. Uh, so my <laughs> idea is also that Swiper is building <laughs> building this army because you said like uh, whatever the company wants or whatever. So the idea is like a dog could walk into a building and nobody really thinks too much about it. Mm-hmm. Or no one's gonna like like the dog could assassinate somebody theoretically you know yeah. what i mean like they can train pigeons at that point mm. to like do this and people aren't going to notice the animals so it's less necessarily maybe a thief army than it is like they can get into anywhere mm-hmm. and just because uh, we have thief empires like crime empires and the world keeps turning like what is it about this specifically that we cannot allow right and that's my question for the movie, because, like, yeah, we'll stop him from creating this big thief army, but, like, they can call the police for that. What is it about, we have to stop this here today, now? It might be that, like, Dora knows Swiper best, so she, like, knows his tactics. What are they using, what are they, I guess I'm not understanding what they're using the animals for. Is it just for surveillance, for anything? That's, that's yeah. what I'm asking. I think. That's what I'm saying, is what is it about Swiper creating all these animals that cannot be allowed to continue? Yeah. Because if it's just for thieving, that happens. We have those crime families already and the I world turns. Like, why does Dora and her three high school friends, why are they the ones who have to take care I of this I think it's, today? like, playing off of, like, whatever the heightened abilities of the animals are. Like, I think pigeons, then they could be great surveillance, surveillance right? Um, That's what I'm saying. Is, the is that foxes, the they, they are good thieves. Um, a gorilla would be like a tank, right? Or something like mm-hmm. that. Or Exactly. I think it's yeah. like basically uh, mutating these animals to honestly be in servitude to humanity even more. Uh, but I think Swiper is the extra mm-hmm. bad guy because he's kind of turning on all of animal kind, right? And you're, and you're right that like we have crime empires, but I assume that like 
if you have the opportunity to stop a crime empire from forming, you would do that in its infancy. Yeah. So Right. And, and I'm not disagreeing. My point is call the police at that point. What is it about it that we can't take the time to call the police? We have to do this now. The radiation is affecting their cell phones and they can't uh, they, they call them. Okay. They can send Duffy back for police. Like I'm. Yeah. That's my point. Why can't we just wait and call the police? Why do these four teens have to handle this right now? Maybe it's like they're already in the space when this is happening. And the police can take. What if they try to and they don't believe them? It's so, like, oh, what? Like, there's an animal army being brewed. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, right. Whatever, kids and, go. Yeah, that actually makes like, a little more sense. And and to your point, I'm fine with that. So there needs. To, what's the ticking clock at that mm. point? Oh, just like the swipers like on his way to like get there first. To like the center of Chernobyl where this like machine is that sucks up all the radiation. Right, but I, I guess I still don't see what the big threat is other than he's going to have some, some like a crime family and they can stop it. But like, what is it about? We don't have time. What if the incident that sparks this is Boots gets captured? Boot, I would say Boots mm-hmm. isn't as sentient as Swiper is for sure. Um, um, he does have Danny Trejo's voice at one point, um, but could be could be written off as a Dora hallucination, right? Um, I think maybe Boots gets captured, and that's the inciting incident, and he's being transported to the Chernobyl to be taken to to be tr- awake- awakened awakened upgraded? yeah. Maybe that's like the race against the clock as far as like why they're traveling and like why they're trying to. Uh, find him before he gets uh turned okay so is because there's another confusion just because it seems like we're not everybody's on the same page just so we are is swiper the one doing this or is this man's science and swipers trying to kind of be magneto and be like no join my brotherhood of (laughs) talking animals i think swiper's magneto but i think swiper's benefiting uh (laughs) right Swiper is, it's a selfish yeah. interest, but it's more in line with helping the animals than the humans. Yeah. Okay. Um, so then he's trying to get there too. Uh, so Sir Ian McCown and Dolph Lundgren are the humans in charge of the the program then? Is that the... I, I'm okay with one of those. What if, uh, what if Sir... So I think, <laughs> I think Swiper already has some animal mutant cronies, right? Um, like mm-hmm. I said, I think maybe there's like a pig or a gorilla or like, or any of those, like the cereal bear or whatever, <laughs> the, um, the rainbow octopus, um, you know, um, uh, Swarky the penguin, um, uh, garbage octopus, Stubbs the walrus, um, grandma fox, actually grandma fox is swiper's grandma. He also, he awakened his whole family. Swiper's Grandma, played by Sir Ian McKellen. Mommy Bugga Bugga Bug, her wiki page, says often referred to as Mommy Bugga Bugga. So at least they cut out the mouthful of the word bug. <laughs> what about Tico the skunk? Tico the skunk can be one of the cronies. His home is the nutty forest. <laughs> uh, and then let's do... There's a praying mantis. Let's have that be the other. There's this praying mantis, so... Tico the Skunk and Praying Mantis are swipers to okay. henchmen. And they're trying to get to... So maybe they're actually aware of what's going on. Um, Dora and Co. are going to explore the remains of Chernobyl just as explorers. 
and they see Swiper around the area. And so while they're like following him to see what he's up to, they discover the project to awaken animals. Yeah, maybe like they don't realize what the problem is until pretty late into the game. So like, so like, the time when you would call the police about this is like, like, well, we can call them, but now it is like, like almost to the end of the third act right now. We need to like deal with this problem here. Sure. Well, I think we've established now a big enough like timetable of like, no, we have to stop even Swiper from getting them. That yeah. the why don't we just call the police is fine. Like, I, that's there needed to be some reason why. Sure. They couldn't just pass this problem off, and I think Swiper being on the scene as another interested party helps with that. I can also imagine Diego and Dora both being like, we should solve this ourselves. We are heroes. And uh, Duffy being like, no. And Santa being like, I don't like this. This is bad. Why are we here? I'm coming with you, but obviously. I don't know. I could see in this one, Sammy as like a little bit of character growth of being like the kind of like gung-ho, like, yeah, we can do it. Let's do it. Mm. Like maybe. Like Dora's like, I don't know. Maybe we should go for help. This seems pretty big. Like Mm. she's kind of learned her lesson from the first one of not just like, leaping before you look mm-hmm. and sammy's feeling her oats a little bit on this one like yeah let's do it let's go sure okay i like it i read a rock climbing book um i, I like the, the idea of as a bit uh sammy wound up reading all these books and exploring and so she thinks she knows everything but dora's actually done it and it's kind of this like compare yeah. contrast but also like there's stuff that dora doesn't actually know about she's like has been like, kind of doing it wrong but sammy's like actually if you just hit the flint with your rock and make a fire it goes faster or whatever i don't know boys got stuff it's flint and steel. <clears throat> Where do we think? So we think the movie starts in LA, right? And and yeah. do we think he gets Boots gets captured in LA, and then that's like, do you think it's like a happenstance thing? Like maybe they're at a zoo, and Dora's like, "Free the animals! This is injustice!" And then like release all the animals, and then in the scuffle, maybe Swipers there is also, or maybe they see Swiper and they're trying to like stop him oh i have an idea what if um it's kind of a, a like i think we're like swi- a swiper like i know that i can't do all the things i need to at chernobyl myself but if i like make dora do it because she's this powerful explorer then it'll get done i'll like follow behind her also i so, think the bit is he does kidnap boots but he doesn't wear the mask oh. for the point of who would recognize a, an individual fox <laughs> and so does everybody not like does dora genuinely not know who it was and everybody's like it was Swiper. She's like, we don't know that for sure. So, yeah, maybe. Or maybe she doesn't know it was Swiper. Because I like the idea of they... I don't know. I think maybe we're abandoning the idea that they're in, investigating Chernobyl, which is fine. So why do they go to Chernobyl then? If Boots goes missing, why? what leads them to I Chernobyl? I think maybe there's like a, um, a chase after... Um, I think they see Swiper with Boots. Um, and maybe like some <laughs> other animals. I like the idea of like Swiper hiding in like a fox like exhibit and then like exhibit. Mm-hmm. out of nowhere like it's like oh he just looks like he looks like a regular fox and then like when they turn their heads he stands up and then is like sneaking and then like they turn back and he's back on all fours mm-hmm. again you know um so I like that but at some point they're moving along so they're like by the penguin exhibit and they're just like look over and there's just a normal fox sitting yeah, yeah, yeah. The the penguin um, i like that um, okay. I think in each exhibit, he is stealing one of the animals to be transported to the Chernobyl facility. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh-huh. yeah. um, and eventually, um, they catch wind of it. They chase him down. Um, maybe they chase him to like his truck of, uh, of animals or whatever that he's swiping. And he, mm-hmm. I think 
at some point that he gets boots and like the scuffle or something like that it's boots gets added to right. the horde of of animals and i think they chase him down i think there's an epic chase scene on like skateboards or something uh or scooters or vespas sure. and classically a, a big la yeah. tra- mode of transportation and i think they see um maybe gets they go all the way to like the dock and then they see the boat go away and then they like are just aren't in time and then on one of the boxes they see a symbol and it's the symbol of the company okay um and then that takes mm. them to moscow Okay. And they maybe they see it again on a news broadcast about how Chernobyl is mysteriously like deradiating. Yeah. And that's how they know oh, that's where we need yeah, to go. Yeah. Is there because like the the last place we saw that symbol was on the box where they took boots and that's yeah. how they know to go there. So like the part of the, the movie starts it was like kinda of like a Moscow adventure, like exploring things, trying to like find the clues and that's what they find. What, if, what if someone a guy, uh, maybe this is the Dolph Lundgren or Ian McKellen guy, um mm-hmm. like they see uh, him on the news in the Chernobyl news, and it's like, oh, and this like billionaire brought up bought up the property, and on on his mm-hmm. like shirt he has like a lapel, and it's the same symbol, and like Dora sees it, and it's like, oh, yeah. oh we need to find out where that That's guy good. is. So mm-hmm. let's have this just for um, convenience sake. He's like, oh, I'm looking for adventurers who are willing to go in and look around and like, like tell me what's like, because nobody's been in Chernobyl for so long. So he's looking for explorers who are willing to like go in and map it out. And that's how they can be like, yes, hello, we're four explorers. <laughs> we're here to explore. Mm-hmm. And that's how they get past like the security yeah. or whatever. Into, yeah, yeah, sure. Maybe, maybe uh, their, uh, their parents, her, her parents get tipped about the job or something. That's, how, that's their way in. Their parents are like maybe their parents were already set up to do that like that was like going to be like their their job and so like they get there like before their parents and pretend to be their parents like oh yes I'm definitely Cole and Elena and they like sneak their way in that way. That's what I was thinking as well. Mm-hmm. Diego and um, Dora. Dora, thank you. Pretend to be her parents. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um. Uh, and these are our research assistants, Duffy and Scruffy. Yeah. Um, are there any songs along this way? Is there like a something similar to the Pooh song in <laughs> anywhere? Maybe Dora has a line about like a song afterwards that she sings very guiltily about how you shouldn't steal people's identities <laughs> after they lie their way Be through security. Yourself, not someone it's else. About, like, no. It's illegal to do so. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's it. Um, Madison, you're okay. writing all the songs for this. Um, okay, so we have they're in. We have they found the machine. They're they're taking on Dolph Lundgren and and or Swiper. I assume at some point they sort of team up with Swiper as an enemy of my enemy kind of thing. What happens? Presumably, I mean, they defeat Dolph Lundgren. We know that's gonna happen. No, what? That's not really the question. The question is, does Swiper get away with the machine? Does the machine get destroyed and Swiper gets away with some of the animals? Maybe maybe we see a scene, um, as far as like Swiper's turn or whatever, um, we see a scene between uh, Swiper and Dolph. Um, and uh, Swiper's like, I got all these animals, like just like we said, you know? Um, and um, maybe we see Dolph treat him like 
maybe he like kicks them or something or like maybe swipers acting like they're buddies and they're equal um and then Dolph like kicks them away and like it shows swiper that like oh hey this dude's not gonna um ever respect me like i think this is gonna it's not going the way i think it is you know exactly i think also Dolph lied i was like yeah i'm gonna make you a whole gang of one of like taught animal companions like that like i'm gonna help you get a whole gang of thieves together and so when he brings all the animals he's like yeah you fucking idiot no i'm not yeah. get out of here i like the idea that like maybe swiper is kind of lonely as one of the only talking animals so he wanted to have like friends and that's kind of the arc mm-hmm. that he goes through is like making friends with the, with the dora crew yeah like at, at the end of like like he's like Man, I am sad. I'm not going to have friends anymore because the machine was destroyed or whatever. And they're like, "We can be your friends. It'll be I great." I think there's a scene at the end though, like where they turn their backs, and then he's like on a ship or on a plane, and he has the machine like towing behind him. He's like, "See ya." Yeah, because I I really like the idea, even if this isn't in the ECU, the swiper as Magneto mm-hmm. kind of angle of like, no, we're never going to just like get to go live by ourselves in the woods like we want to. We're going to be experimented on and studied and like, mm. we're never going to get to have a life. So like, yeah, cool. I'm, I'm happy that we work together and solve this. We're going to bounce. I love, I, I love this. This is kind of the turning point. It's like, it's like when Swiper uh, tried to work with humanity to like get uh, animal kind on like, and uh, humankind just betrayed him. And now he never forgives them. And he knows there's only, there's only one way now. Uh, and it's for the animals to rise up. Yeah, it's for Dora Three. Yeah, last stand um, mm-hmm. where they get Dark Penguin, or yeah, or one of the James McAvoy ones. Yeah, Dora Dark Phoenix, Dark Swiper, Dark Boots, uh, Days of Futures Boots, Dark Oatmeal Bear, <laughs> Dark, oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> Dark Big Red Chicken. So I think. They go to Chernobyl, and there is... I think there's got to be a big, epic, like, final scene or whatever, um, where mm-hmm. I think Swiper turns the animals that he... Like, his cronies, um, the uh, Tico, the the squirrel or whatever it is, the skunk, um, and the cricket, um, they have, like, a scene, like, a fight scene between, like, all of them. I think the crickets like benefit or like their like skill is that they're super small and fast, but maybe have like super strength, right? Or something like that. Yeah. And the skunk can you know can make horrible stuff come out of its asshole. The praying mantis has uh, divine spell casting skills. And then I think it's like Dora versus Swiper or whatever. I think it gets to the end and I think there's got I what's gonna be like the final thing where Dolph is like finish her or whatever and then like he doesn't like why wouldn't he right maybe he's like finish this so we can we can continue with this our business or whatever so so i can get to enslaving all of animal kind what if it winds up at a thing where like for whatever reason dora and Dolph are fighting um and like he he, he, he like like he, she's on the ropes. Uh, he like points. He points like the the gun or whatever at her, and then like click click, nothing happens. And like Cypher's like, I swipe the bullets, and he like runs off with the machine. My favorite Rocky movie was when Dora the Explorer fought Ivan Drago. <laughs> <laughs> she made Ivan Drago bleed, and then he just shut down completely. <laughs> what about Swiper? If he dies, he dies. 
Oh, actually, don't know. yeah, let's use that for this movie. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, so Swiper might die, and Dora's like, you're not, you're not, like, he's gonna die. If he dies, he dies. Oh, and that's the seven minutes Duffy dives in. Swiper gets, like, a foot caught under one of the, like, oh, rods yeah. or whatever, and he's gonna drown, and Duffy dives in and saves him, but, like, holds his breath or whatever for seven minutes mm-hmm. to free, yeah, to free him. and that's how they earn his trust, mm-hmm. and Drago loses it. I just started calling him Drago. Yeah. Uh, Dolph Lundgren. That's like the, like, the midpoint turn or whatever. And then Dora at D- Adolf is like, can you say internal bleeding? And then just stabs him. <laughs> stabs him with that fucking knife that she carries around with her all the time. Maybe like she like tr- makes the machine go backwards and turns him into like a gash or something. Um, that's I think good it's got to be it. My thought, my pitch was going to be, you think it's got to be no, stabbing? I think it's got to be, I, I, I need that to be like the setup though for whatever the final blow is. Can mm. you say something mm. and then it's and then mm. she does it and then like so whatever you can you say crane style i'm trying to think of the word it'd be like some like genetic reversal my thought was gonna be can you say contusion and then we hear sammy mm. from behind her say contusion and then just like fucking nut him in the yeah. back of the head with there like a wrench good. or something i like that's that. where it is um i think the swiper thing comes more near the end where like the whole time he's playing a shell game of like yes i'm on your side mm. haha just kidding i was a double agent Haha, just kidding. I am on your side. I was a triple agent. Hmm. And this is at the end where it's like he actually picks a side and and helps them get out or helps them yeah. fuck over Dolph Lundgren. Sure. Yeah, I like it. And then he gets away with with the animals. I, I, I think they let him go at that point. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, they're not going to like kill those animals that he already turned, right? Or anything like that. So, like. Um, right. Right. That was, yeah. that was murder. Uh, I think. I think she's like, but you have to come to the surface with us and, like, explain what's going on. Because, like, that you least us that. He's like, yeah, okay. And then they get to the surface and turn around and he's gone. There's a note that's like, I trust you. I don't trust them. Does Boots go with them? I don't know. Does Boots actually get turned? Like, let's decide that. Do we think he get, gains sentience so he can... I mean, Boots really feels like he natural... can actually talk now. Like, maybe... Right. He, do you, I think he would stay with Dora, personally. But do we think he has been turned? All right, well, first of all, we should decide as a group, and I think majority rules, was Boots sentient or was it a Dora hallucination? I think he was a I think it was, I think a, it hallucination. was a hallucination, too. Okay, well, majority I, rules. I was going to say sentient, but okay. So now the question is, does he become sentient? Because but if he was already sentient, it didn't matter. So I say yes. I think so, too. Sure. Okay. Which makes Boots the Charles Xavier of... Oh, yeah, it's Sandy Trejo. We yeah, get him back. Absolutely. I mean, I've cast a number of white people. I, I like the idea. I love that the original Dormammu cast as many Hispanic or Latinx actors and actresses as they could for this mm-hmm. because it's a very Latin-heavy cast. And I, I respect it. So while we cast Dolph Lundgren in this role, I do want to keep as yeah. many um, people of color in this as possible. Well, the best part about Duffy is that he's this like slubby white kid. <laughs> he's like he's just like an idiot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the only white person in the entire cast is just this like doughy nerd. <laughs> I don't think there needs to be a lot of wrap up. I think there should be like another like we did it song or something at the end. Uh mm-hmm. so which how does that go? We did it. We did it. We did it. Hooray. Th- that's it. Yeah, no, it's a, it's some big dance scene. I think it's another like I don't know, but it's in the it's like in the streets of Moscow. So it's entirely yeah. in Russian. Yeah. 
Oh, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a Russian yeah, cover yeah. of We Did It. Or it's... Yeah. And that, like, like brutalist yeah. Soviet style. I love it. Oh, my God, I want that so bad. Frequel, somebody, yes. please. And, like, it's... Because, like, of the kind of somber tone of the animals being like, no, we must go off on our own. There's kind of that, like... It's, it's, we did it, but, like, it's like a like a off-key kind of sad thing that leaves an uncertainty in the audience's mind. Frequel, I want an upbeat Soviet, like, March version. For the film, we'll use what Jackson said, but when you get at me, I don't want it to be sad and off-key. Um, all right, so one last thing I think we should talk about quickly, and then before we get to the title, and then we're done, is with character arcs. We talked about Sammy having one about, like, having read a lot of books and deciding she's ready to be an adventurer, but, like, isn't necessarily because reading about adventuring and having the experience aren't the same thing. Is there one for Dora, Diego, or Duffy? Dora and Duffy are very, like, they're not too deep of characters, right? (laughs) I mean, there's a will they, won't they? Because Duffy is mad horny for Dora, but that's not necessarily reciprocated. We can dig into that. I think Um, maybe there's one with Diego. Maybe he, this is his last adventure or something like that, like, before, like... hmm. He was, like, business school. Early admission or something. And maybe they have that whole thing of, like, oh, I'm going to be going away for, like, three years on this, like, trip or whatever. I'm not going to see you for a while. And then that's Dora, maybe, and that's Dora's arc, too. Maybe it's, like, she's dealing with, like, being without her, like, adventuring buddy. And, like, it's, like, why would you leave me? Like, no, it's okay. I'm happy. I'm happy all the time. I can't be sad or whatever. Like, um, maybe. So, like, learning to let go and stuff. we could do a sort of recess schools out vibe of this is the end of a school year and everybody's going somewhere for the summer. Yeah. Except for Dora. And now that she has friends, she's like, okay, but you'll leave and I'll just be alone again. And I don't want that. And so the idea is like learning to like, like they're going to come back, but also just the idea of like being okay when people go away for a bit. What's also like, that could work for, they're all going to do stuff that is going to like, accelerate their like experience but dora has so much life experience already Mm -hmm. just as far as like the jungle like she knows she's like one of the she's Mm -hmm. the smartest person in their group right as far as like all that stuff so it's not Mm -hmm. like she's gonna gain a lot from like a mission trip to like she would benefit from like an internship in like a bank or something right (laughs) like it's more You know what? Maybe that's part of it, too, is that she is going to have, like, an internship at a bank or a law firm or some really humdrum job. A library, like, maybe. Yeah. I mean, yeah, something like that. But I'm, I'm thinking something that has nothing to do with her interests. Mm. But it, it, everybody else is like, Duffy's going to the Amazon for five weeks or whatever. Diego and his parents are going to Cuba. I don't know. Cuba. Uh, Randy's going to the jungle as well. So they're going on these awesome adventures. And Dora's like, I'm working yeah. at a bank. Like, that could work. I, I think that that would be a good... And then everybody's going away, and it's like, great, you're going on these adventures, and I'm just staying yeah. here. I like that. That's a good arc. Yeah. I don't think we need to do another. I have a quick one that I think would work. Diego and Duffy, they don't really know what to talk sure. about between the two of them. Like, mm-hmm. in a group, they're fine. Because, like, Sammy and Diego, Duffy's friends with Dora, whatever, like, they work. But it was just the two of them together. It's like, they have no common interest. They have nothing to talk about. So this is them, like, finding some kind of bond. Mm-hmm. And we don't have to dig into it, but I just that, that's an easy yeah, for the two of them because there's a British comedy called Alo Alo that's set during uh, the Nazi occupation of France, and in like season five, one of the writers realized that like 
the Gestapo agent's girlfriend didn't know about this, like, big secret from, uh, like, season one that everyone else knew about, but she just wasn't there for so no one included her in. And so it was, like, a whole episode of her finding out about that one weird thing. Uh, and it was, it was great. It was, like, a really fun little weird bit to focus on. Oh, actually, I do have one last thing. Who voices Tico the Skunk, the Praying Mantis, and cr- Cricket? Steve Buscemi is the Cricket. Oh, no, I want to keep it Latinx. Mm-hmm. Uh, Becky G is in there somewhere. Sure. Probably. Uh, let's do the Skunk. That sounds kind of off-character for her, and it'd be fun. We need to get the Zamo in, like a Zamo. Do we want to go Leguizamo for... John Leguizamo is a Cricket? For- yeah. George Lopez should be Big Red Chicken. Okay. Um, knowing nothing about Big Red Chicken. They just pull Ricardo Montalban uh, sound bites and then put it into the oh, Tico's. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. They put it into Tico's. Honestly, if they were going to do that, they should have done it for Swiper. Ricardo Swiperbon. All right, is that all of them then? Or do we have anybody left? Uh, I think it's everybody. <laughs> okay, perfect. All right, what do we call it? Uh... I think Dora and. We keep the same naming convention as the first one. Dora and. The Chernobyl. The hubbub with Chernobyl. The Chernobyl hubbub. I mean, we could just say like the Chernobyl adventure. Mm-hmm. The Chernobyl adventure. That's pretty good. Um, oh, of uh, the, the Chernobyl chase. Chernobyl chase is pretty good. The race to Chernobyl. Mm, I kind of like that, yeah. Dora and the race to Chernobyl is pretty good. Yeah. All right. Dora and the race to Chernobyl. All right, so Madison, did we do it? Yeah. <laughs> okay, fuck you. <laughs> uh, for the listener, uh, the way we set this up, I cannot hear Madison, but Madison can hear me, and it's just nodding and smiling and now finger guns. All right, that's inappropriate. Can you say technical difficulties? <laughs> can you say the show is canceled? <laughs> All right, whatever. I'll just just answer, and then I'll go into the outro stuff. I'll be fine. So, Madison, did we do it? Yes, we did it. All right, well, if we did it, that's credits on another episode of The Equalizers. Madison Jones, tell the people where they can find us. People can find us on Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, and everywhere else podcasts are found, including at the bottom of your rustiest pot. Scrape that rust out, and we are resting under there, under that grime and rust that you've built up because you didn't wash that cast iron pan properly as always you can get in contact with us on facebook and twitter at the equalizers gmail is equalizers at gmail.com we have an instagram it is the underscore equalizers as always we'd like if you give us a rate and review it really helps out just also tell a friend or two yeah cool do it uh again as always we do spell that e-q-u-e-l-i-z-e-r-s like in sequel Special thanks to I the Banana Boys well. for our theme song, Two Steps Strutting off their debut album, Technicolor Girl from Outer Space. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram by searching Banana Boys. And as always, that's spelled B-O-Y-E-S, like in, oh yes. The full album is available on all services net. Uh, Jackson, thank you for guesting on this episode. Uh, is there anything you'd like to plug? Yeah, I'm half of Gratuitous Pausing. We are a movie racket podcast. We just finished up movies on a boat and we're headed straight into uh, our ride of monster bracket where we're looking at uh, horror movies with uh, female monsters we want women for this podcast so if you are sorry we love women to join us on this podcast since we're both <laughs> AMAB hosts so 
gratuitous pausing once moms. God damn it. So if you have any thoughts about um, us, Carrie, Jennifer's body, aliens, except for wives, um, or uh, drag me to hell, uh, join us. And yeah. Oh God, now your battery's dying. Uh, all right. Uh, well, all right. So, um, Madison, next time we've agreed to carry on the torch of children's media that we did not consume with Dragon Ball Evolution. It's amazing. I consumed a lot of this. Um, so half of All right. it. Um, well, we're going to have a good time with you telling me none of that while we <laughs> make a film. Cool. So for the Equalizers. I'm Madison Jones. I'm Jackson. I'm Mike Knoll. Kamehameha! To be continued. First take your favorite leg, and then you kick it up to your chest. And then you pump your open palms, and then you really start breaking a sweat. That's all there is, that's really it, you barely even gotta move your butt. Come on man, now follow my lead, and we'll do the two steps. Come on, dance with me.